0: Welcome to another In-Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In-Wheel Time Car Show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. All
1: right,
2: celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, it's the In-Wheel Time Car Show, your weekly go-to all things automotive place. Just ahead, we talk with racer Alec Udell this half hour. We'll have this week in auto history and get you updated on the stories making auto headlines this week. Howdy. Along with Mike out of this world, Mars and King Conrad along. we need more Jeff Zekin. We do. I am evermore Jeff Eichmann. <laughs> Welcome to this segment of the In Wheel Time Car Show. Probably want to, at this point, promote the fact that next hour we're going to open up the Q&A. Is that correct, Mr. Mars? Yes, sir. Yeah, right after the music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: right after yeah. the music. Yeah.
4: So, so we we've got an opportunity we thought we'd answer a few questions if you got some questions. Shoot us uh, something in Facebook on the chat page, and uh, we'll we'll try and answer your questions. We'll answer all the questions. Yeah, well, we, like we may true. lie, yeah. but we'll we'll answer is this all of like them. A truth or dare or something? Well, mm-hmm. all of them that we can over the air. Don, so. Don's, Don's got
3: whiskey in the studio, doesn't he? yeah, we but that, that's for shots? the extra. Oh, well, the que-
5: the question I want to ask is, hey Alec, no, you don't get to ask hey, any questions. Hey Alec, do you have a passenger seat in either the Mercedes or the Lambo? You can oh, take me awesome. for a ride in. Let's see if we can get Jeff to pot him up here.
4: Yeah. So so joining us now. We've talked to this guy for a couple of years now, and we think it's wonderful that we can talk to a local racer that is really stepping up his yeah, game. He's, he's moving just a, up. He's, he's not just a local guy. He is well, a race, he's he a race is, car driver. But, I mean, he's he's, <laughs> he's homegrown.
5: So right, he's, it, it's just yes. so cool to say he's from around here. And Grew and up we, in Conroe and the Woodlands. There you go. And has yes. an international champion because you won a championship when you were over in Europe, didn't you, driving yep. for, I believe it was BMW.
1: Yep. Yes, sir.
5: It's just mildly yes. Yeah. I know. He says that. So, you know, like, we all want to be. And you're a Clemson grad. I read your somebody had said something about it. They haven't heard you talk about Clemson in a while. And I figure we'll throw <laughs> well, that in there so they can hear it.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we've got even got a tiger paw on the Lamborghini this year. So. That's pretty cool. Do they know
5: <laughs> that you put the tiger paw on there? <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: you yeah, know, yeah, we'll come to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So. Yeah,
3: <laughs> forgiveness than permission. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So how you been yeah. doing,
4: man?
1: Yeah, doing doing well. I'm super excited. I know we tried to put some things together about a month ago now, but uh, glad I could make it on the show this morning. Been extremely. Uh, I, I like to say productive instead of busy because busy just sounds like I'm not managing my time well. So been very wow. productive. All over the country, Uh, raced at Watkins Glen two weeks in a row. The last couple of weeks was on the podium with the uh, Lamborghini, and we didn't quite get there in the Mercedes. But before that, we finished on the podium at Mid-Ohio with the Mercedes. So uh, it's been good. Went down for the Black Series launch in uh, Miami with the uh, new AMG GT, And then uh, this week, I was up in Wisconsin at Kelly Moss Road and Race. Uh, We launched an online driver academy. So it's been like, you know, all kinds of things. There's all – all kinds of projects that I'm working on. I started a uh, track day company uh, down in Houston, so we're doing stuff at MSR Houston. Uh, we have our, had our first event in April of this year. We're doing our next one in September. So it's been it's been a <laughs> quite a quite an awesome year, honestly. Okay, so you're but, gonna uh, you, you're gonna have to
4: go
5: back over some of that because I can't write that fast. <laughs> so tell, tell us about geez, your long, yeah, tell us about your online drivers academy with Kelly Moss Racing.
1: Yeah, totally. So. Of course, the idea now and, and, and it all kind of spawned for myself out of um, it, it's challenging to be able to take the knowledge that you've got as a driver and really get it to more than like one or two people in a year. Because when I work with someone personally or private coaching wise, I want to be able to focus entirely on what we're doing. So it's it's been a um, for me, it's it's been a journey of like, OK, how can I help get more people the results that they want on the track? Because that's what I've been okay. doing the last really 10 years of my career. and so with. Kelly Moss, I've been working with them as a driver co- coach for the last three years, and they've got a plethora of experience. They've got 30 years in professional racing, 16 championships across those 30 years, and then combined with the knowledge that I have from the 10 years of driver coaching two championships as well in professional motorsports, we are like, okay, we can take this plethora of knowledge on the racing team between the drivers, the engineers, driver coaches, the team owners, and really get it into a – online platform to where we can bring it to more people so what we've been doing is this week we had three live sessions where we had training on how to brake properly how to prepare for a racetrack looking at like track maps onboard footage and then how to actually approach a turn once you get to the racetrack so really teaching people how to maximize your time on the track by preparing beforehand and that's what we do at kmr and
5: the cost for that
1: yeah, that's $600. It's going to be for the for a year's worth of the training. So we have three trainings a month. One of them's a Q&A session, one of them's going to be another live session like we did this week, and then another one's a mindset preparation uh, session as well as we've got 60 resources, 60 online trainings, online videos, uh all yeah, that's kind of what's on this screen up here to my right here, but it's all hosted on a central system to where you can go in and review, hey, I want to check out how to drive a chicane. I want to check out how to prepare my mind for the racetrack and go in, watch these five to 15-minute long videos and figure out, okay, this is exactly how the professionals are doing it.
4: Wow. And and you can access it multiple times, obviously, if you need to go back and look at it and uh, go across it. Yeah.
3: Cool. So did you build this yourself or you had other folks with you? Or obviously the concept was your idea. It's just a matter of getting it forward. and, And what support did you have to get this done?
1: Yeah, so I started filming my portions, my 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 mind was was on this basically last year, of course, as we were sitting at home for about a month. So I started filming then on the content that I wanted to share. And uh once I was once Ke- Kelly Moss and I kind of joined forces on this Lamborghini Super Trofeo program this year, I was doing some research so I could put together some sponsorship materials for a couple of Local sponsors in Houston, actually, and we were able to get a. Uh, actually, as I was on the website, I saw this tab for Driver Academy. I'm like, okay, what is this? You know, I've been working on kind of the same thing, and so we got to talking, and they had been wanting to do the same thing. They've been in the background, kind of working on how can we best uh, take advantage of the wealth of knowledge we have, and uh, I had already been working on something, and so we were able to just put put some put a partnership together, basically on a kmr and alakida racing combined program for uh teaching drivers how to get make the most out of their track time so it just it just kind of one of those things where you're in the right place at the right time you have people that are like-minded and uh, already knew all the i didn't have to show my credibility with the team because i've been working with them for a number of years didn't have to show their credibility to me of course because we've been working together and uh just had to had it was a matter of making a phone call and saying, Hey, let's let's do this.
4: So yeah, we're both kind of working on the same thing in your own little siloed worlds, didn't realize you were together. So yeah. that's pretty
5: cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it helps that uh, you've podiumed for them. Uh, oh, yeah. to kind Without of prove your worth as yeah. well. You know, the uh, Lamborghini Super Super Trofeo what, is it series? It's part of the IMSA, yes. the IMSA program. That's correct. And uh, you drive uh, uh, in a category with, I'm going to say, relatively equal cars. Everybody drives their Aventador, but you know, within that, everybody gets to do a little bit of playing around, not very much, but I'm sure there's a little bit of... Uh, of self-tuning that you got—not tuning the engine, but as far as adjustments, we'll adjustments say, you yeah. guys get to do. If you yourself. ain't cheating, you ain't racing. But in, within <laughs> within that series, you have professional drivers, pro-am drivers, and amateur drivers. So it was kind of interesting to watch uh, the race, uh, the uh, the rebroadcast of it the other day yeah. because everybody's basically driving the same car, but there's like four classes in there, all dependent on the driver and the variances of the drivers and then the single car drivers versus the dual driver cars and the pits and all of that stuff team driving um, yeah yeah so kmr must be real happy to have you to a podium for him so often and again in the future i'm sure
1: totally and and the goal there is of course winning the championship so we're in the top 3 right now and uh, it's it's our first year with the Lamborghini Super Trofeo car so course there's been a steep learning curve and we only actually finalized the program in about probably beginning of march of this year so it's all happened super quickly and we're already halfway through the season now in july so and uh, all the, it, it, and all the
5: <laughs> other guys that are uh, in the champion, a lot of the other guys that are in the championship series with you they all have italian names so they kind <laughs> of... yeah
1: yeah so th- there's there's a few of the development drivers for the super Trafeo car that have that have been racing against this season as well so uh we're doing well we're just still Working on that win, thought we'd get it at uh, Watkins Glen a couple weeks ago. I was up on the pole position, up on the first starting spot for uh, one of the races, but just couldn't quite convert it into a win. So,
5: and and how was it driving the Glen? Have you driven oh, that? Have you driven cool. there before?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. That track's beautiful. I uh, it fits that Lamborghini super well. Uh, we are doing 175 mile an hour before hitting in, going into the bus stop um and that thing is just it's it's awesome i mean the track is is amazing it's you know all the banked turns all just so high speed flowing and uh i mean people like to say it's it's kind of a, 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 a makes makes you a little nervous when you're driving around there but to me i love the circuits that punish you if you make a mistake because uh it, it really gives you that extra bit of um adrenaline to to keep the car on the track and and keep it uh where it needs to be so stay focused Uh, yeah
3: so so 170 going into the bus stop what do you gear down to to take that bus stop
1: yeah in that car we'll use fourth gear through the bus stop you can carry quite a lot of speed oh you can't carry it okay yeah Yeah, so we're up in sixth gear down to fourth gear wow
5: and but you also raced in the uh, gt4 race as well the, That's uh, correct, with yeah. The Mercedes, and I know you have your AMG hat on. So yeah, got my AMG I'm not hat. Sure. <laughs> I, I see the Lambo in the background, yeah. the AMG yeah. hat, so you're well-rounded today. Well, just to um, like, yeah. You,
3: yeah, we follow – all of us follow you on, on Facebook, I'm sure. And then uh, just recently – when they they ran the race on TV Conrad was texting everybody hey turn it on yeah. i actually recorded it so uh there you go awesome. we're, we're we're fans we
5: all want to be you yeah. yeah exactly or go for a ride with you when you're when you're when you're there but i know that won't happen no, I, um, Yeah, i'll stand well, back I've and watch i
1: get you down to one of my track day events we can make that happen not at 170. Ooh. No, thank you so what <laughs> what was
5: your what was your uh not necessarily your poll time because i remember, i know that's a little unique but what's your average in the lamborghini what what what's your track time going around the long course at uh, at at watkins glen
1: yeah we're we're running high one minute 46 second laps to okay. low one minute 47 laps in the race that's about our average like race lap time and then and, what uh, about in the amg in the amg that's about 150 high 155s low 156s so okay. it's like 10 seconds slower
5: and then uh, the, um, let's say, they're the GTD cars, what kind of lap times were they running?
1: In the race, they're running 1 minute 45, so 1 minute 46. Oh, so, so you're, those... you're right
5: in the same category. You're right in the same speed range as the GTD yes. cars.
3: So yes. how, how do you prepare yourself from going from one vehicle to the other when you race? I mean, you've got the, you've got the Lambo, and then you got... Besides it being a yeah. little bit
4: slower,
5: there's got to be other, <laughs> other things unique you... things well... with that vehicle one yes one's one's mid-engine one's front engine well
3: uh, and how do you how do you prepare for that i mean there's got to be some technical things you do to get yourself going to those speeds
1: definitely so there's a little bit of difference obviously between the two cars of course there's a huge difference between the cars in the way that the layout is you know front engine versus mid engine and then the power difference between the cars is very large as well so the gt4 car you drive more like a I want to say low horsepower or momentum car so you carry a bit more try to carry a bit more mid corner speed the Lamborghini has about 600 horsepower so we're we're really focusing on the exit and getting the power very soon Uh, in terms of like actual driving style I my driving style I actually find fits very well in every car and you know even if I'm dropping from like the Porsche Cup car into the Lamborghini Super Trofeo car when I'm doing coaching days uh, I can, I can adapt very quickly. And the only difference really for me is a little bit in like the braking and the, and the turn in. So with the super travail car, generally I can be just a little bit earlier off the brake pedal because it's a bit more even across the board in terms of like the weight distribution. And I can be a little earlier off the pedal. I turn in just that little bit later. So I have a straighter line on the exit. And then the, in like the Mercedes on that race weekend, I'm going to be braking actually about the same point and uh, really, trailing the brake just a little bit deeper into the corner and then rolling a little bit more speed a little less of a kind of pointed line but in some of the places like in the bus stop the line is the line i mean you're driving this in the same place basically in every single car depending on how much curb that you can take but uh yeah it's it's, it's just small adjustments Sounds like there. mike's driving style
5: <laughs> and, and the curbing <laughs> either helps you or really hurts you <laughs> yeah depends on how much curb you, you hit. Yeah. Yeah. how how um Oh, I'll say strong. The, the difference between the two cars, its ability to take curbs that, you know, I know after a while taking, you know, a lot of curb can do some some damage, whether it's damage to the tire or suspension damage. Um, or both of those cars are going to take a pretty good beating on that, knowing that the Lambo is maybe a little more streetable.
1: Yeah. It, it, so with the Lamborghini and with the GT4 cars, they both have pretty stock Let's call them suspension setup. So, like the control arms and all the, like the suspension geometry is the same. The shocks are going to be a little different in those cars. Uh, so, it is both of them are pretty streetable setups. The Mercedes takes the curves really well. Of course, you're going a little bit slower in those sections. Uh, the Lamborghini is you've got to be a little more gentle on the tire because you're putting quite a lot of energy into it. We're going about eight to 10 mile an hour quicker than a GTD car into the bus stop. And so, when you're going really fast like that you're putting a lot of energy and a lot of heat into the tire so it's very easy to damage the tire and it's more so about protecting the tire for this for the duration of the race rather than um you know protecting the car because the car could actually take it it's you're not you're not damaging the car too much in the bus stop at least i mean there are other curbs if you're going to hit hit the curb you damage the shock or bend a shock or something but uh in, for the curbs at Watkins Blend, it's more about protecting the tire rather than the, the car. Yeah,
5: I, I always love that photograph of they're, they're, you're looking at the front of the car as you're coming through the S's and you take that final S, uh, making the left. And you're and, airborne. And, and yeah, that inside front tire, you can just see clear underneath yeah. it as you're coming off the curb. That is such a great photograph. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is that the photograph <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: you have behind you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right you're talking there. about that one? <laughs> So this yeah. is Alec. before we run out of time, what do you got coming up that you can share with us?
1: Totally. So next week I go to Lime Rock Park with the Mercedes. Uh we close our cart, close our, our registration. We're only taking fifty people in the KMR Driver Academy because we want to have a really focused uh first group. And you can find out a bit more information about that on the Kelly Moss website under the Driver Academy tab. And then after that we'll be testing at Road America. We race at Road America the first weekend of uh, august in the lamborghini again so
5: yeah i've already posted up the driver academy link on our facebook page awesome for you so, i appreciate that thank uh, you maybe get the word out a little bit so uh, have you
1: been to lime rock before yes yeah it's been a couple of years but i've raced there a number of times
5: do you find lime rock i'm, I'm gonna say this it's gonna come out wrong a little boring <laughs> oh, compared to uh watkins <laughs> Glen or coda
1: quite the opposite because oh. you oh. never get a break there yeah you're you the lap times are so short yeah. and you are always doing something especially if you have multi class racing which we have you're always passing or defending from someone so it's it's one of those circuits that you really have to be on your on your game the whole time as well as a uh, <laughs> it's it's very physical as well cuz you don't there's the straightaway is like extremely short yeah, i think you we'll probably get to fourth gear and uh, <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned you've got the nomenclatures for these, like the GT, is it GTE? GT4. GT4. So w- what do those actually spell out? What do those mean, the GT4? What does that mean? <laughs> this yeah, is
1: the I, I, test. Uh, GT, just Grand Touring. Grand and Touring. Then to the, the level of class. So you've got GT4, which is going to be the kind of the lowest level of these homologated uh, street race cars. Okay. And yeah. then GT3. GT3 and then that's the same thing, but a little bit faster. And so GT3 is the same, uh, or is the designation for the cars. GT Daytona is the IMSA class. And then beyond that, you've got GT2, which isn't necessarily raced all that much in the U.S. Uh, and then GTLM, so GT Le Mans, is raced in. Okay, Grand Tour uh, Le Mans. okay. In, in imsa yeah exactly and the uh, worldwide class for GTLM GT, LM, GT Le Mans, is actually called GTE and GT. I'm not sure what the e stands for honestly
3: I'm, I'm everywhere like, yeah, every, <laughs> yeah everyone, <laughs> everyone Europe, I like I the <laughs> uh, the uh, Daytona prototypes because Cadillac is in that oh, and, and they do one quite a bit so
5: get yes into that yeah so have you had any desire to do any open wheel racing as well?
1: You know the cars continue to get safer and safer, and so as that happens, yes, definitely. Uh, I've got some, let's call them peers of mine from back in the karting days that are, you know, running in uh, IndyCar quite a lot now, and then some a few guys that I raced go karts against in the at the national and international level that are racing in uh, either as test drivers or racing in Formula One now. So I know that I have the skill level. At some point to uh, jump into one of those cars, it's just a matter of finding the right opportunity.
5: Well, we, very ho- cool. we hope you find whatever whatever direction you want to go. We wish <laughs> yeah. you well, and
3: we support you, you. in
1: that absolutely.
5: And uh, Thank you very much yeah. for joining us again today. And uh, always a pleasure. Uh, again, we'll continue to follow you. And I know I, I pop some of your posts up on our Facebook page because I really find your your philosophy, interest, your driving philosophy, very interesting and educational.
1: Thank you as well. yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate
4: it. Yeah, you bet. You- Thank you, sir. We do appreciate it. And we'll be in touch. Awesome. Sounds All right. great. Good luck to, to it. you.
1: Thank you. We'd,
2: All right. love to, we'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email, info at inwheeltime.com. Time now for Conrad's This Week in Auto History. Okay.
5: Uh, Jeff's going to have some videos to pop up. And in 1894, Elwood Hayes successfully tested a one horsepower. One-cylinder vehicle in Kokomo, Indiana. It was one of the first automobiles built. First automobiles built here in the United States, and uh, the only one known to be in existence is currently on an exhibition at the Smithsonian Institute in, wow, Washington, in cool. Washington D.C. In 1928, Chrysler Corporation introduced the Plymouth as its newest car on this, um, and uh, projected. Uh, they projected it to take about three years to complete, but they got it out a little bit ahead of time. Uh, Plymouth debuted with great fanfare in 1928 with renowned aviator Amelia Earhart Ooh-hoo. behind the wheel. And remember, this is a, uh, a picture of um, uh, the Mayflower ship arriving at Plymouth Rock, yep. but they that only lasted for about three years, and then they, they went to a different logo. And uh, out at uh, Hemi Hideout, uh, John Hovis has uh, a number of these uh, s- signs from Plymouth back in the day. Yeah.
2: When are we going to be back out there again?
5: September. Well, I, I we yeah, oh, we wait. got a
2: date in September. Okay, good, good, good. I'll be
4: there.
5: And then, uh, yeah. if you give me the next picture, I think it's Amelia Earhart. They used her in some advertising in the launch of the uh, of the 1928 Plymouth. So you got to think that's that's a pretty big name back in the day. It's a cool looking car too. Yeah, oh, very much so. In uh, 1957, Fiat launched. The Cinco what? in in Turin, Italy uh, this week. And uh, it was designed by Dante Giacosa. And it was marketed as a cheap, practical town car. <laughs> <Do> you think? <laughs> it was a 479cc two-cylinder air-cooled engine. Uh, and they called it. they termed it as a 500. So let's. Is, is move- that the
3: only trim level? Was a 500. The 500, so like an LS. Or well, a no. They
5: they had some. LT? The first year, this is all they had. In later years, they came out with kind of a wagon looking thing,
3: dropping LS uh, in there.
5: But in <laughs> 50 years later, Fiat and FCA released the Fiat 500 Nouveau, uh which was launched officially in Turin, Italy. Uh, 50 years later, and they still sell that car today. Um, and if you've ever seen one, it's about see, It's it's quite a bit larger than the 1957 version, but it is small by comparison to today, today's cars. Or this
3: table we're sitting at. It looks like a, it was in a Cars movie.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. In 1985, Jim Patterson purchased a custom-painted Rolls-Royce Phantom 5 that belonged to John Lennon. He paid $2.2 million for this car. And mainly because of the notoriety of John Lennon owning it um, is is why the Sotheby's uh, initial estimate was 10 times less than that. They'd estimated this car to go for somewhere around $250,000. And then also in 1985, the blockbuster action movie, Back to the Future, uh, which featured John DeLorean's iconic car, uh, the DeLorean, Uh, in time travel as a time travel device Uh, so uh, and if you look at this one and you look at the back of it you'll notice this is the car at the end of the movie because it has a Mr. Coffee coffee maker on top of it, and that <laughs> that changed right at the end of the movie. So I, I I watched a couple of things about the DeLorean here recently and learned a ton about the car and the variations of the car through the years uh, through the different versions of the movie.
3: Now, they're still here in is it Stafford, Texas. No, they're up in Humble. S- no, they moved?
5: No, they've always been up in Humble.
3: I thought there was one over there off the freeway, 59 in and, 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 and no, Beltway 8. No, it's
5: 59 in Beltway 8 in Humble.
4: Yeah, it's actually an humble.
5: Yeah, and it says D- DMC on it. It is DeLorean. They bought the full we'll inventory talk of it. In
3: 1992, <laughs> the original
5: In 1992, the original Corvette engineer Zorko, uh, Zora arkus Duntov uh, drove the 1 millionth Corvette off the assembly line in 1992, and the color choice of that one millionth car, again, was a white exterior, red interior, black top.
3: White, blood red, yep. Which
5: was appropriate because that was the color of the original 1953 Corvette, Mm -hmm. where they only built 300 of them, but they all looked the same. Mm -hmm. So you got to think, back in 92, they they drove off the millionth Corvette, uh, and they've been building them ever since, generally about 30,000-ish a year. And that is This Week in Auto History.
2: Thank you very much, Conrad. We'll be right back after this quick break on the In Wheel Time Car Show.
0: Whether you own a newer car or want to keep your older one humming along for a while longer, think of Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Bayway Chevy, and Bayway Lincoln to keep things in tip-top shape. From oil changes to major repairs, you can depend on the highly skilled service pros at Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Bayway Chevrolet, and Bayway Lincoln to perform fast, efficient service to keep your investment running strong. For all your service needs, remember Bayway. Schedule your next appointment online anytime. Bayway, keeping it original. Tailpipes and Tacos, Houston's premier monthly car cruise in, returns Saturday, July 17th at two Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants in Katy and inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals, and resto mods at two locations. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy, and inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and Tacos, inside the Loop on the Southwest Freeway in Kirby, and in Katy on the Grand Parkway just south of I-10, where you'll see the In wheel Time Car Show. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise-in, July 17th, 8 to 11 a.m., weather permitting. You see all the new ceramic car wash cleaners on TV now, but John Gray at Gulf Coast Auto Shield has been using ceramic coatings on Houston's most expensive cars for years. And he'll tell you that nothing beats the real thing. Gulf Coast Auto Shield installs a coating over your paint that actually comes with a warranty. If you just picked up your Lambo, your Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari, any other exotic car, chances are your car will have company that have already found Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Now, you don't have to own an exotic. Maybe you got a truck, an SUV, or even an older vehicle that needs a little love. Well, let John Gray give it a look and give you an estimate on refurbishing that paint and making your vehicle look new again. How about getting a gift certificate for the wife's birthday or anniversary from Gulf Coast Auto Shield and tell her, honey, I know you love your car, so why don't we get it look New again. It'll be the best gift ever, one that she'll never forget. All right. Get hold of John Gray at gcautoshield.com or give him a call 832 264 0670. Gulf Coast Auto Shield. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our inwheeltime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.